Welcome to another episode of this amazing, gorgeous mini-series on Atomic Habits by James Clear. Hi, Kate. How are you today? I'm so good. Lovely. Lovely. Ready to make it easy. Ready for an easy A. Make it easy. Don't we love that? I mean, James Clear specifically talks, I believe, in this part about how, like, our bodies really, like, we just want this, like, things to be instinctively easier. Like, there's a reason why, like, we don't want to work. Like, we want to work hard, but do we really want to work that hard? We want things to come easier. And that's why, like, the lottery is so exciting to people. Or, like, the idea of a get-rich, like, scheme, if you will. There's something really compelling about like an easy solution to our issues, right? And it, that's okay. That's just kind of how, like, evolutionary speaking, like how humans evolved, if you will. Like, we want the easier option. We don't want to have to do 15 things to get something when we really could just do one. So that being said, these are some strategies on how you can make habits easier and then fulfill them more, right? Like, make that more of a habit. So the first one's really, really good. It's reducing friction. So what does that mean? I'll tell you. So there was a study. Actually, it wasn't really a study. This was a class. This teacher, for let's say this photography teacher, he separated his students into two groups, a quantity group and a quality group. Hear me out. So the quantity group would be graded solely on the amount of work they produced. It didn't matter how good they were. If you did 100 photos, you would get an A. If you did 90 photos, you would get a B and so forth. And so the quality group would be graded instead on the excellence of one particular image, right? They would only need to produce one photo to get an A, but that photo had to be just a banger, like incredible, just kicked ass. It has to be incredible. So at the end of the term... You know, you might ask yourself, who, you know, who produced the best photos, right? Was it the people who are trying to aim for the perfect photo or the ones that were just like, I'm aiming for 100, right? That's just my goal is to get an A, to get 100 photos in the bag. And at the end of the term, the best photos were pr- produced by the quantity group, the amount of photos. In the process of taking all of these photos – People honed their skills, right? The quality group spent a lot of time thinking about what makes something perfect. They created theories. They wanted to prove their theories. But they ended up really just having their theories and a mediocre photo. While the people who, like, their their goal was just to create a bunch of different photos, they created gold, right? They were able to learn from their mistakes. They didn't care so much about, like, the little things, right? They weren't judging themselves so harshly because all they needed to do was make a photo. They just needed to produce 100 photos to get that A. And so I, I've thought about this example quite often, actually, since I started reading the book. Um, James Clear separates it into two things, action and in motion. So motion, which I find myself someone that I sit in this place a lot. Motion is planning, strategizing, learning. It's great and it's sometimes really necessary, but they don't produce results. Action delivers an outcome, right? Motion can be really useful, but they can also lead to procrastination. They can also lead to just trying to delay failure, right? And this happens quite often for me. I don't know about you, Kate, but um, I'm a perfectionist, and <laughs> it's really difficult for me to sometimes even post a video on social media of myself talking. I don't mind posting a video of maybe my podcast. I don't 
really sit there and just talk to the camera about something I'm working on. I don't mind stories, maybe because they disappear in 24 hours. But the idea of posting a reel for me is is really kind of like strangely weird. I have incredible resistance to it. And a lot of it has to do with perfectionism. A lot of it have, has to do with feeling criticized and and judgment and failure and all that stuff. And actually, this whole idea of action versus motion inspired me this year because I'm yeah. a crazy overachiever. I'm, I'm attempting to do... <laughs> This is stupid. I'm attempting to do a thousand um, acts of action this year. So I'm going to sit down and record like, and I just want to, and I want it to be based off this example. I just, I don't want it to be about the quality of each thing I do. I want it to be about the quantity, right? This in and of itself, creating this is action, right? Sitting down and theorizing about what this episode is not considered action for me. It's the actual creation of something it's the and actually putting out this episode will be another act of creation another action right Mm. but like sitting down and going i have these ideas because i have a i have so many ideas right i have i've told you i think last week i have a children's book or two weeks ago i have a children's book that i wrote and i i actually hired an illustrator for and it's been a year and a half since my illustrations were ready and i have not done anything with this book and I just, I, it's a beautiful book and I love it. And if you ask me about my children's book, it's a whole other story. I will tell you and it's fantastic. I was going to ask you about your children's book last I week because I was it. like, wait, where is this book? I need to see, you, you dreamt about it and then it became a thing and it's like, it exists. You just got to push it out of the nest, mama. <laughs> I dreamt this book years ago. Eight or nine years ago, I'm telling you, eight or something crazy long. And I had the whole book. I came from a dream. If you remember this from a couple episodes ago, if not, check it out. But I came up with this whole children's book, the names, the plot points, everything, wrote it down on my phone, eventually wrote it down. I started submitting it to agents. It's a whole other story. But the point is, is that it's still not published. It's still not out there. People have not read it. And this year, I want people to read it. So I'm going to put all these action items to make that happen. I'm tired of being in motion. I'm tired of thinking, well, it has to be perfect. It has to be right. It has to be, should it be self-published? What does that mean to self-publish? How how will that launch look like? I'm not going to overthink things as much. I'm just about quantity. I'm about (laughs) quantity this year. It's about being perfect. (laughs) Perfection. (laughs) It's about getting it right. It's about one good thing If you could conclude anything from this story, it's that. (laughs) I love, you know what, you and I have that in common because I'm all about like sustainable creative production and like, you know, having things in a flow and seasons of creation and there's a time to really push and there's a time to like lean back. And as I was like moving out of LA, I shot six music videos in two weeks. I was like, I'm sorry, is this the woman who teaches about sustainable creative production? Because this was madness. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) So I just love this for us of also really sitting in the seat of, hi, we're trying to figure this out too. Like, we are also trying to make things easier for ourselves. And it's, it actually doesn't make things easier for ourselves to just like buzz around and piddle around and like check on a little few things here. We have to dig in. Just my partner yesterday was telling me that he's a big, one of the pieces of wisdom that he really holds close to his heart comes from the Buddhist tradition of don't dig 12 one foot holes, dig one 12 foot hole. Like 
go for it. Go in there. You're because and we were even talking about layers of sediment. It's like you dig that one foot hole, you're just going to get the same sort of layers. Whereas if you dig that 12 foot hole, you're going to get like, oh, wow, here's a totally different kind of rock. And oh, here's some groundwater. And oh, here's a fossil, right? You're really going to find deeper, richer things. So cheers to like digging in. But wait, how do we like make this easy? <laughs> right. So you make <laughs> so true. So you need to string together enough successful attempts until the behavior is fir- firmly embedded in our minds mm. and it becomes a habit. So essentially habits form from frequency, right? And not time. And that's a big one. So the idea of making it easy is just do them all. Just do as many as you need to do. Like if your thing is I want to make videos and this is my thing. If I want to make videos and promote my podcast in a way where like my face is in it, I have to just make a bunch of videos, right? I just, I can't worry about how perfect the thing is. The easy part is just doing it, right? Mm. Just making the video. Don't worry about how complicated it needs to be. I don't need to have sound effects in my podcast, right? Like, (laughs) I'm just going to keep bringing that up. But the point is, is you just want to do it and you want to make as many of them as possible and you will get better and you will improve. But the idea is you have to just keep doing it. It doesn't matter if it's great. It doesn't matter if the quality is fantastic. It just matters. Actually, just the repetition of it is enough for our brains to make something a habit. So that's sort of, does that answer the question of how to make it easy? I'm hoping I really nailed that one, but. Yeah, that it doesn't matter how, how perfect it is. Right. It just matters that you kind of go through that motion. Exactly. Exactly. Which is actually really good. You, the, the magic of showing up. And I'll take a second just to say that, like, he also mentions that, like, let's say you have this habit forming, and on the fourth or fifth day, let's say you're like, I'm going to go to the gym every day. That's crazy. But let's say you do. You're one of those people. You're like, I want to go to the gym every day. And on the fifth day, you don't make it to the gym, right? The idea of doing something, the idea of, like, maybe some exercise will be enough to make that habit continue, right? It's not about the quality of, like, I need to go to the gym, and I need to have a full routine done. It's the Something, just something towards that habit will be enough to start implementing that as a full habit and it won't help break that habit, right? You won't wake up Saturday going, I didn't do it yesterday and so I'm a failure and like what's the point of doing this every day anymore? It's not sustainable. That's right. Y'all, I actually literally did this myself and it actually works. I can tell you. I made a rule for myself that I had to go and I just had to walk on the treadmill for five minutes. Yeah. And if at the end of that five minutes, I was like still crabby and annoyed, I could go home. But more often than, and there were some days where I would like finish five minutes and I'd be like, goodbye. Mm. (laughs) But most of the time I get there, I'm surrounded by people who are sweating and working. I put music on. I've got my noise canceling headphones. I get in the zone. An hour goes by. I'm dripping sweat. I'm like feeling amazing. I'm writing down creative ideas in my notes app, like in between sets. So it actually really does work. And I can attest to that. And I'm actually going to go right into, I'm going to skip the next one, go to the third one I was going to say, because it's so similar to what you just said, which is the two minute rule. This is a big one for that. This is exactly what Kate was just saying. She said five minutes, but five minutes works really well too. But create the two-minute version of whatever it is you're trying to implement. So when you start a new habit, just give a two-minute version of what that looks like or a five-minute version in Kate's case. But the idea is make your habit as 
easy as possible to start. So if you want to write, for instance, you're like your goal is to write a book. Don't think to yourself, I'm going to write, you know, 15 pages a day, right? That is so not sustainable. That is hard. And it's hard to just start that. Our our bodies are not equipped for this new habit. Our, our new bodies are like, whoa, what's this habit? We haven't introduced this to us, right? Introduce the habit at a very small level, right? What's the two-minute version of, of doing something like writing a book every day, right? Maybe that's reading, like writing one sentence. That's maybe writing one paragraph, right? Set that habit in our bodies and eventually our bodies are going to go, I think I could do another hour. I think I could do another 20 minutes. I think I could do what, or maybe some days are really busy and you're like, well, all I need to do is a sentence and I'm good, right? So create that two minute version of whatever that habit is for you. Downscale that habit so it could be done in two minutes or less and make that what you try yeah. to do. I mean, I'll literally meditate for one minute. And especially for artists and freelancers, like all of our days are different, you know, there's going to be a morning routine. My morning routine for a day that I'm on set is very different than a morning routine when I am just in my home time creation zone and I don't have a self-tape to do that day. And when I'm in high production mode, though, I want to keep my grounding, I call them nourishing structures. I want to keep those there. And so, yeah, I will write one sentence for my morning pages instead of three pages. I will meditate for one minute and I will do a child's pose for one minute or core work for one minute or like vibing to a song for three minutes in my living room and just call that my movement for the day. So, so powerful to use that two minute rule or just scale them down into like little mini blocks of what you want to expand into. And I love that you mentioned like if we're busy, if we're going to be on set one day, so we still want to do our routine, that routine's going to ground us. But at the same time, we might not have enough time for that. Or sometimes, girl, we're just not in the mood, right? There are days you wake up and you're like, the last thing I want to do is this freaking routine. And I know it's important. I know meditating will help. I know writing in my journal will help. But the last thing I want to do is either of those things. So just doing the shortened version of that keeps up that habit, keeps up that ritual, Makes us feel like, okay, at least we did something towards our greater good or a peace of mind, but we don't have to overdo it. We don't have to judge ourselves. We don't have to hate ourselves because we know that there's a two-minute version of what we're going to do. And you still get to check it off, even if you did the two-minute version or if you did the 20-minute version. And Kate, I'm all about checking things off. We love checking things off here. It's the best feeling ever. (laughs) All right. The next strategy is priming our environment. We talked a little bit about this in the first law, but this is a little bit different, just a tiny bit. So prepare your environment to make future actions easier, right? So this is kind of back to that, like two weeks ago, I mentioned the 20-second rule, making a guitar very accessible for you. If you know that you want to create this habit and future you is like probably not going to be down because they're busy to like pick up a guitar, make it easy and make it right there in your environment so that it's super easy to grab, right? So if you want to read more, again, put that book on your pillow. So just it's almost like it's like it's like protecting future you from like Mm. not from making sure that you do that habit you set out for yourself almost. One of my friends calls this loving yourself in advance. Hmm. We used to do it in college, right? Like like the, the one where like we would like, I don't know if you went to college or like even just if you went out at night, like you get you put Gatorade next to your bed because you knew that you need those electrolytes the next morning. It's like I'm taking care of future Michelle, future hungover Michelle is being taken care of. 
It's a little bit like that. Oh, is this like where he talks about resetting the room? Like when you're finished with something, reset the room. Yeah, make it easy. Um, and it looks like it looks like this dude. He tells a story about a guy who like has a very clean space, and everybody comes over and they're like, "Oh wow, you're so disciplined and you're so organized." He's like, "Actually, guys, I'm lazy, and I don't want to spend my life cleaning up after myself. So I do very simple habits of like." When I'm done in a room doing a thing, I reset the room. The the remote control goes here. The books go back on the shelf. Uh, the guitar goes back on the stand. The meditation cushions there. You know, whatever it is, so that the next time you enter the space, it's easier for yourself to begin. Exactly, which is so much better than like the guitars like lying down over there and then like your remote's in front of you and you're like, okay, I guess if the remote's right next to me, I'll watch TV instead. And then boom, habit stopped. That was that was my sound effect. Boom. That? that was good. We, boom. We, we are the sound effects, We are Michelle. the sound we effects, <laughs> Kate. We are the sound we effects. We don't need extra production value. We are the production my value. My identity right now is <laughs> sound effects. Human Foley artist. <laughs> Boom. I love it. Boom. We're just going to say that every once in a while now. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. So the next one's actually really good. And I actually found myself this morning thinking of this. So that was really fun for me to like have this seep into my brain. So hear me out. The next one's mastering the decisive moment, which sounds intriguing. Ooh. So the difference between a good day and a bad day is often a few productive and healthy choices made at decisive moments, right? So optimizing the small choices that deliver really big impact. So this is how this affected me this morning. So back to like my example that I brought up a couple times about like my mornings, I wake up right now and I like go to my phone and I like my first little small like choice that I made was to not snooze, right? I'm not going to press the snooze button. I'm just going to end it. My second choice, it's a small choice, but I remember actively making that choice. I am not going to look at my phone today. I'm going to go straight to my next thing, which is brushing my teeth. So I left my phone there, went to go brush my teeth. Went to go brush my teeth, and then I start with my next thing. While I brush my teeth, I put my pillows in a certain place to prepare me for my next habit, which is baking my bed. And the next thing I did, like, so I didn't check my phone for a bit. I went right after making my bed to to getting a glass of water, drinking some water, went to go my morning pages, went to start writing my morning. So this was something I remember going, okay, these are small moments, but it's changing my day because my day was already created the night before it. Last night, I set out what I'm going to do today, what time I'm going to do certain tasks, which is what I kind of need or else, man, I will just do whatever, um, whatever I want, right? So I did that and I thought to myself, well, I have this full day that I've created for myself. I know that I really want to snooze. Like all I thought about was how I wanted to sleep still, right? So I had to make the active choice to not sleep, to continue with my day and to not check social media on my phone. And like, 
I wish they weren't hard decisions, but like they were small, but very important decisions because I really feel like my whole day has been so wonderful and productive today. And I feel Mm. like it literally came from those small, really, really important moments. And it's so stupid and silly to think like it just came from not snoozing and not checking social media on my phone. But I really think it helped, you know, like I I had this full day where like I ate well, I drank water well, like I mean, Mm. all that stuff that like doesn't need to happen every day to have a good day. But like, for me it did so i think this was really this one stood out to me mastering the decisive moment as a strategy for implementing habits oh i love that i just love the joy and the satisfaction that came through in your voice when you were just like i loved my day and i made choices that helped me to feel really good about how i spent my time and my precious energy and my where I put my attention. I love that. And I, I think make to take it to another level, it's like, let's make it easy to show up as the highest vibrational version of ourselves. Like I think about the way I would show up for a client call if I didn't have that sacred moment in the morning to ground, to center, to meditate, to write my morning pages, to nourish myself. Like if I'm showing up on a call, like hungry, distracted, feeling like I haven't had a moment to land, I'm not going to show up well for whoever I'm sitting with or working with or creating with. And so let's make it easy to show up as who we want to be in that embodied identity that we're crafting and co-creating. I like to say, and granted, I say this knowing that I haven't meditated yet today, but I will by the end of the day. But saying that, keeping that in mind, I didn't put that habit in my schedule, but but the idea of meditating, I always say to myself, it's not for the moment that I'm meditating, which sometimes can feel good and sometimes not feel good. It's for the rest of my day. The rest oh. of my day is positively impacted from that one habit change, right? And so I feel the same way about writing in my journal. I feel the same way about making sure I'm hydrated because, girl, I do not like to drink water. I went to the doctor last week and she was like, how's your intake of water? And I was like, not good. Like, I'm aware that I don't like drinking water. I have to make concerted efforts to drink water. So these are the ways I'm doing it. And so there is this element of like these small little Atomic habits. They change oh, your the whole day. Blocks of life. Okay, those exact <laughs> ones. Those exact ones we talk about. They do change your whole day. They change how you show up to things. They change how my auditions are. The the idea being that like there's the, there's a difference on how I show up to things when I've implemented certain habits for myself. So I don't do those habits for those moments in in the given moment of writing in my journal or meditating. I do them so I show up to other things better. And like more myself. Love that. Yeah. Thanks, Kate. Here for it. Last but not least, to end this up, our last strategy in making it easy is automating our habits, right? This idea of investing in technology and one-time purchases that really lock in future behavior. And that's as simple as like, you know, if you wanna if you wanna up your finance game, which is also one of my goals for this year, you can enroll in automatic bill pay, right? I know that that's something I should do. I only did that like three days ago. I don't know why it took me this long, Kate, but, um, you know, I was reading this book and it inspired me as well as this other book I'm reading. But this idea that like 
I need to automate my bill payments. I don't have to worry about them. Why do I need to wait for the email to come into my thing and give myself the concerted intent? Okay, I'm going to do this right now, right? I'm going to pay my bill right now. No, no need. Just take away that, right? Just have it be automated. Same with like on your phone, you can set parameters for different apps, right? And now I don't pay attention to all of those, mind you, but like some of them I do, right? Like YouTube has a, like I have a limit for myself on days of like, 45 minutes of YouTube a day. Like, I can't go over that. And so when I get that notification that, like, you are done, I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I've watched 45 minutes of YouTube today. But that's not the point. Sometimes they're really long videos that are great. But the point more is that, like, you can set yourself up for success by automating certain things, mm. by setting restrictions on your phone sometimes. Um yeah, also even just like I'm get I got myself an alarm clock, right? I don't have to have my phone in my bedroom to even tempt me. I don't I don't I want to get to a point where I don't even have to like have the energy of making that decision to not use my phone in the morning. I don't need to have that. I'll just put it somewhere else. Love that. I'm going to join you on that. Please tell me what alarm clock you got. I will send it to you. I want to see what you got. I'm pretty sure it was the one James Clear recommends. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like influencer James Clear. So I hope we see you guys, you everyone in the integration session this Sunday, January 29th. We're going to talk all about this, right? We're going to maybe, uh, we talk about creating, a, automating a habit or setting a two-minute rule. What's the intention that people can leave this with and try out for this week, Kate? I just want to say that we're at the third law right now, which means we only have one more law to go. And if you have been with us every step of the way, I know that there can be a little bit of like program fatigue at this point. And so I really think that the two minute rule comes in at a perfect time here of what can we do on our worst day. And so we're on the integration session this Sunday I really want us to have a conversation about like, where are we hitting the wall? Like, where is this really hard? Like, what's not working? Like, let's bring those tough decisions to light and we can all sort of source each other for advice and maybe creative solutions to what is hanging us up in creating these habits. Let's be together. Let's be in community and um, figure out a way to move past those blocks together. I love that. Thank you, Kate, for saying all of that. That's exactly what I'd wanted to it's say. It's hard work. This <sighs> is like hard wiring. We're really dealing with the hard wiring, and we can do it. We can do it. Together. All right, guys. See you on Sunday, this Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we look forward to chatting with you and talking more about habits. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you haven't yet, do me a favor, drop a five-star review, follow on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, and find me on Instagram. I'm at at Michelle Simone Miller and at Mentors on the Mic. Share this in your stories. Let me know what you think. Share it with a friend, and I'll see you next time.